For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. I want to welcome you to the show today, and I have a fabulous guest, Scott Kadersha. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, I feel like a winner, a double winner today. First of all, because I got you on the show. And second of all, I think I pronounced your name correctly. Is that right? <laughs> you did. Yeah, that's I about it. You're, you're, you're in the minority. It's probably 25% get it right. So you got it. Oh, no, I practiced. Because we have a mutual, we have several mutual friends. People kept telling me, there's this guy, Scott, you've got to get him on the show. Well, that's fine, but they never said your last name. And then when I saw it, I was like, I can't even write this. And I have a hard <laughs> last name. So then you when my, our, my, my other new friend, Susan Cox, who I know you, you know and love, Susan was on the show. Her, if you missed her episode and you're listening in, please look for Susan Cox. Uh, I can't even tell you what the title is. I'll have to look for it. But um, anyway, Susan was on the show. She was fabulous, Scott. And I made her coach me. <laughs> oh, she is. She is the best. I, uh, whatever she says, I, she's an amazing, amazing human being. Great marriage story. And, and, and then has a last name that's a lot easier to pronounce than your name or mine. Yeah. She shared yeah, her yeah. story. And really, I, I've gotten a little jaded. People come on this show and they just share the most tender things with me. And so, mm. But she surprised me. I, I was really surprised by how authentic and honest and real she was. And I really related to everything she said. And yeah. so, I mean, I've just finished a marriage book myself because Dave and I really wanted that out there. We just wanted people to know you can have a great marriage and really step next to the cliff and think you're going to jump off and get divorced. And it can happen. It can just sneak up on you. So, we wrote all about that in our book. Mainly, I wrote it for my kids, and then people kept wanting copies of it, so we, we finally just asked the publisher to help us with it, and it's out there now. Um, Scott, there was one other thing. I should be giving all your credentials. I have a really long list with your biography in here, so I'm going to read that real quick so my, my friends that are listening in know how lucky we are today to get you on the show. Um, Scott has been married to his wife, Kristen, since 2001. They moved to Dallas so he could attend seminary, and they thought they would only be in Texas a short while. Scott, you need my phrase. I always say, all the good people come to America. When they get really smart, they come to Texas, and if they stay here long, long enough, we make Texans out of them. <laughs> That's right. Amen. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, we really did. We thought we'd be here for a few years, and 20 years later, almost, we're still here and love it. Well, you have had an illustrious career. You have you have beautiful four beautiful boys, but you, and I know that's your biggest claim to fame. But you also did something really unique, and and I want you to know I've been watching this ministry probably for as long as it's happened. But there is an amazing church in Dallas, Texas, for those who are from out of you know not from east from east Texas like me or. Or uh, now you're in Waco, but there's a wonderful church in Dallas, Texas called Watermark Community Church. And I remember when this ministry started because my marriage was hurting and I didn't know where to turn. And I just wished somebody would come here and do this. And so Susan came on the show and explained about her own marriage and about engage, re-engage. And so then all these people that I know were telling me to get you on the show. You're now in Waco and you are the marriage pastor at Harris Creek Church. So, and I opened up y'all's website and y'all have like, I don't know, 16 to 20 staff people. You must be going gangbusters there in Waco. Well, it's been, so, you know, so we were at Watermark for 18 years and Watermark's a, you know, huge church. I, I don't even know the number of people, big staff, 200, 250. And then oh, wow. it's been a big change moving to Waco. And, and we're, we're definitely not a small church, but it's different than, Different than Watermark in Dallas. So, yeah, there's 16, 20, probably 20, uh, 17 full-time and a handful part-time. And and I'm having the best time. It's uh, it's amazing to see what God is doing in Waco. You know, Waco has always had this, you know, a little bit of a blemish on it from, you know, from uh, from a few different things over the years. And then and then the last, oh. <laughs> you know, 10 years, God has grown in this city like crazy with, Chip and Joe and Magnolia and and now to be in a a church that's growing and thriving it's been it's really been amazing I'm re- very grateful to be here and we've uh, we've moving you know we're right in the heart of Texas and Waco and it's been a good good change for our family we miss Dallas but I've loved it here so far well I I don't want to forget to mention your book uh, Ready or Not K N O T like tie the knot so Ready or Not twelve conversations every couple needs to have before marriage. Now, we're going to call this episode um, Wholehearted Marriages, Conversations for the Strong at Heart. And then the next one, and that's where we'll talk a little bit more about your book, because I've read it and I just I just laughed. I mean, so much of it I could really just chuckle about. So before you tie the knot, starting marriage strong, I, I definitely want to pick that up, but I want to do it. In the ne- We're going to do two episodes today. I just want people to know that so they can look for both. Um. I think that's all the housekeeping. I really want to jump in and get you started on telling me your story. Um, We got a little bit of your background, so that's awesome. And one thing that I love in both at both Watermark and Harris Creek is here are churches wanting to talk about how Jesus came to save us and help us and, and give us a different way of living and and that's every church. Every church wants to do that. But but these two, at least, have committed so much to the community they're in that they are just welcoming in the brokenhearted people yeah. like me. And they started these ministries around marriage. And I just am so impressed by that. I remember when um, a very dear friend of mine, in fact, I'm just going to say not her name in public, but I'm going to go ahead and say my sister led me to the Lord. And so when she and her husband, who I know well enough to know, 
what a beautiful marriage they have. And also that it's not perfect, that they have challenges like everybody. When they started counseling other couples, and I heard the commitment they were making to be involved in this ministry at Watermark in Dallas, man, I, I was just wishing they would move back to Tyler. Like I was begging her to move back here. <laughs> this is the thing everybody in every community needs yep. and every church needs. And people in the pews, I mean, I couldn't believe it, Scott. When Dave and I started talking about how much we were struggling Lo and behold, all these people that I thought had perfect marriages, they were having the same struggles and nobody was talking about it. Yeah, yeah that's so it's so right. It's, you know, I'd love to share some of my story, but before I get there, it's uh, we have such self-protection that we don't want to let people in. We want them to, you know, it's, we hear it all the time, but people don't want to let others in. They want to protect. They want to hide. They want to come across with the right image. And they're, and they're hurting. And, and somehow we need to just get used to the fact that we all have our stuff. And it looks different for each of us. But we don't need to self-protect and hide. And we need you to be willing I, to be open and honest. I'm interrupting you. But one thing, I'm, I'm not going to talk about your book much right now. But in your book, you mentioned that you struggled with your weight. And you just mentioned that in passing. And I thought, oh, my gosh, these are my people. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of stuff. Now, I'm sitting here looking at your picture and you have the most beautiful smile and and your whole face is lit up from inside with so much love. So I just want to tell you that and and let you know that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about, where Mm -hmm. we just start telling the truth. Like, I I don't if if you ever catch me on a day when I actually be and pulled together and look pretty nice and maybe have the right accessories you might get a false impression about me you know but if if you if you knew me like it wouldn't my weight would not fool anybody I know that but I never looked thin (laughs) (laughs) but I wouldn't want anybody to be fooled by that I just wouldn't I want them to know the real me and and I love that about you and about your book so okay so you've got a good point and we're really bad about that in the church yeah, so a little bit about that. I'll even share more about the weight issue. And you know, so I grew up in the Northeast, grew up in a, a home. Mom and Dad loved loved us. Me and my brother, younger brother, uh, three years younger than me. My dad died at a young age. Mom remarried, uh, and we were in New Jersey, moved to Pennsylvania. And, you know, in high school, I was very, I was successful in all all the ways you want to be successful. Got into a a great school for college, and same thing there. You know, successful in every worldly way but inside i was i was just an absolute mess and so you know suicidal empty great grades lots of friends everyone knew me but but hated myself miserable sexual sin from the past that i was ashamed of overweight uh you know looking at pornography just all of this stuff and on the outside it looks like i've got it all together you know so it was a 22 year old, I'm about to graduate from school and I 21 or 22 at the time. And, you know, it looks like I've got it all together and I'm literally miserable and want to, want to kill myself because I'm so empty. Uh, I have no, uh, no speed, you know, my spiritual background, no faith growing up. It was, mm. I'd say it was probably an, you know, an agnostic at best. Uh, I just didn't care or think about it. And got to the end of my time at, at school, a friend shared the gospel with me for the first time. And, it wasn't a it wasn't an immediate uh conversion. It took some time for it to sink in, but it was the first time I really had hope. 
And uh, I'm going to interrupt. You know, I'm going to interrupt. Yeah. Can I interrupt you because we're going to go to break? We have sure. we have about 15 seconds, so I'm going to introduce the break and say we are going to keep talking about this. Scott is one of those people that pe- other people cannot wait to be around, and his life is so different now than what he's been describing. I can relate to that so much, Scott. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how our marriages can be transformed. Stay Don't with us. Don't miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Scott Kadersha from Harris Creek Church in Waco, Texas. And he's, I mean, Scott, I keep forgetting your pastor because we have so many mutual friends and you are just like the most normal guy. So talk to me a little bit. I know marriage... For me, I was really shocked at how hard it is to be married to the man I love. And uh, it's just hard. I mean, my sin, my attitudes, my insecurities, that my baggage, that all got in the way. I was terrible at communicating, even though I'm supposed to be a great communicator. So there was just a lot I had to learn. Um, but you, you and, and I find children complicate some of the conversations Dave and I needed to have. So you have four boys. That's got to be some kind of, I mean, your wife is amazing. She is amazing. So right, you know, so I became a follower of Christ in 98 and then met her right around that time. She was a new Christian as well. We dated 
didn't go well. We broke up. Both got really serious about the Lord. Got married the week of 9-11. So that was a Tuesday. We got married that Saturday. And then uh, moved to Dallas. And then we started having kids. Wow. And so we've got twins who are 16, a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. And uh, yeah, mar- marriage has got its moments. Parenting really has its moments. Like uh, marriage is easy, in my <laughs> opinion, compared to parenting. That's been the the hardest thing, but, but I'm I'm really grateful, you know, for where our kids are, and we love being parents. I think we're reaping the the benefits of a lot of hard yeah. work along the way. That uh, it's it's a fun, loud, obnoxious, smelly home with four boys, but we're having a lot of fun with it. That's for sure. Okay, so tell me, yeah. tell me, like breakthrough moments in your marriage, like when you knew, okay, this is harder than I thought it was, and then when you knew it's going to be okay, like how did you go from yeah. just being a guy who was married and young to being the guy everybody turned to? Like you wrote the book on what to talk about. See, my theory is we get a lot of wisdom that we learn the hard way. So you wrote the book on what we should talk about before we ever get married. So talk to me a little bit about what you learned. I think, you know, a breakthrough moment was I read a book years and years ago. It's called When Sinners Say I Do by Dave Harvey. And right in the beginning of the book, he gives he uh, teaches from 1 Timothy 1.15. And, uh, and Paul says in that passage, he says, I am the chief sinner. And I'm like, why yeah. is this book in a, in a marriage book? And I remember reading that, like reading through the book, reading the, everything he had to say on it, his wisdom. And that was a turning point moment because when I, if I were to maintain that same mentality as, as Paul, I would not look at Kristen as the biggest problem in our marriage. I would look at myself as the biggest problem in my marriage. And, and to really believe that I am the chief sinner, not Kristen, not my kids, but me. And that was a turning point, <laughs> you know, turning point moment in our, in our marriage and my walk with Jesus because I really realized I've got to work on myself more than anyone else. And that really informs the way that I look at marriage, the way I look at our challenges, just to say, I've got to work on me, and then our marriage will improve. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's just wishing for husbands that have that attitude. I always say I'm this. I'm an expert on, you know, they always, when you're on podcasts and writing books, they want you to be an expert. And I always say, well, I'm an expert on sin, and I've reached my sin my sin quota. I got to quit sinning. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just, yeah. just, just not worth it to me anymore. So, no, uh, and I, but that and, ma- and marriage is hard. It is really hard because it's too, you know, there's no such thing as compatibility. It's two sinners married to one another. But, but I think one of the problems, you know, Kathy, is we, we always talk about how hard marriage is. Yeah. I, I'd love for almost to change the message. Marriage is so much better than we think it is as well. And, you know, part oh. of the, part, what I see in the church is we just keep giving this message that marriage is hard, marriage is hard, marriage is hard. And, and I think, like, what's it like to be a young adult listening to that message? Right. Uh, you know, right. It's, it's, if, all we, if all we do is tell people how hard it is, then why are they not, why would they ever want to sign up for that? And so that's why they that move is- in together. That's why they don't want to get married. Uh, you know, they choose to be single because they never hear anyone talk about how incredible it is. And so that's kind of one of my life life goals is that. to help change yeah. the way people would see marriage as an absolute gift, even though it's hard. But sure. let's see it as a gift, not just something that we have to endure and bear. You know what? One of my biggest surprises was when I was researching the book I wrote is called Marriage Conversations. 
I, the last chapter, I planned to write a history of marriage, and I ended up titling it something like, now is the best time in the history of the world to be married. It is just a great time to be married. And then I, I listed all these reasons, which I don't want to take up time with that now, but I think you are on to something that is really a good point, Scott, Instead of which I say all the time, oh, marriage is hard. It is. But when you get good communication skills, it gets a lot easier. And by the way, if you're listening in, Scott's book is so great. Like it's the one you want to give your friends when you find out they're engaged. It's called Ready or Not. Um, ah, what's the rest of the title? I've got it here somewhere. Oh, uh, 12, 12 Conversations yes. Every Couple Needs to Have Before Marriage. See, of course I would love it. It's got the word conversation in it. Okay, so I love that book. We're going to talk about that in another uh, podcast today. We're going to, and you'll look, please look for it. If you're listening to this, you're going to want to hear what else he says. That one we're going to call Before You Tie the Knot, Starting Marriage Strong. I laughed so hard when I saw, I've got my own copy now, but when I saw the, the titles for your chat, of course, I'm sensitive <laughs> about all this now because I've written two books, but sure. chapter titles are hard to, there, it's hard to think of your titles, and oh, I loved yeah. yours. There, I loved yours. There's like one that says, some, we'll talk about this, but uh, something like, do I really have to go see your parents? <laughs> 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 I laughed so hard. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. In-laws are, and then, and then I was telling David about it later. I said, honey, you know what? He didn't even end that. that that's, I mean, most of the chapters, it's really positive. Like, here's what you can do, and this will work. But that one, it's like, no, there's no hope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm thankful. I've got, I've got amazing, amazing. Of, well, I've got great in-laws. I'm thankful for that. But that's a tough part. That's, that's a tough uh, tough part of many marriages, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, David, I think it's kind of God's redemption plan. You married somebody who has a really different family life than the one you grew up with in many ways. And you and you don't really know that till you're married. You think you've got everything in common. And then you get married and you discover, oh, whoops, we got a lot of stuff here that's different. And it's actually God's way of healing. I, I think that's why it only takes three generations for some unrighteous things to be cleaned out of families mm. into the, the those, you know, it says unrighteousness gets passed to three generations only. And I think by the third generation, the grandkids are going, uh-uh, nope, we're not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been watching mom and dad and the grandparents and they're going, no, 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 no. Oh, I don't want this. Do no. Yeah, no, no, time for a change. So I think that uh, marriage kind of is a corrective, redemptive process anyway, but especially when it comes to breaking family bondages, mm -hmm. I really see that. Um, so I loved your chapter that was so real, like, yeah, well, you may just have to have a great marriage in spite of your parents. <laughs> <laughs> that's, there's so many people that feel that way, you know? Um, so that's a good, sure. good bit of advice. Uh, anyway, but, so we're going to talk some more about that with uh, Scott. Okay, tell me just some tidbits. For all that now, men listen into our show. We think they're just wanting to eavesdrop and find out what the girls are talking about. Uh -huh. But uh, give us some tidbits for for women thinking about your beautiful wife and and all the things you love about her. Just give us a little of that. Well, I mean, I'm so great. She's uh, I went married way up. She's she's older than me. I call her my cougar. She's a couple of years older. She doesn't love <laughs> when I say that, but she, but she, it's the only thing that that I have working in my favor. She's a little bit older than me, but. Uh, one, you know, one thing I love about Kristen, she is, uh, she is as sacrificial and selfless as they come. 
the way that she, uh, you know, the, thinking even of the book, the way that she, you know, sacrificed for me to have time to write, the way that she would, you know, pick up more of the roles in the house for a season when, when, uh, when the kids were, when I was w- working on the book and so incredibly selfless and sacrificial and uh, so much like Christ, she, she's easy to love because of her relationship with the Lord and how that, mm. that applies and lives out in her life. She is, uh, she's forgiving, understanding, gracious, uh, and she is, she lives in community with others. And so, you know, meaning that She's got really great women around her, always have, who love her and challenge her, and she does the same for them. And hopefully I do the same. I I think it's not good for us to live alone. You know, Genesis 2.18 is a marriage verse and a community verse. And and the way that we try to live that out, she models that incredibly well. And and she's fun, too. You know, she's she's a great boy mom. That's what... Uh, she's outnumbered severely. It's it's five boys, plus (laughs) plus we got a male dog. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's you know it's six to one, and she is an absolute champ. So I'm a I'm a thankful, grateful husband. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. just laughing about the dog. I have one friend who oh, said yeah. no more penises. The dog has to be female. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't usually use that word on on air, but that's so funny. I just had to. It's so perfect for oh, your yeah. family. I can't believe your your wife lets you bring home a male dog. She's amazing. <laughs> I want to read a quote because I'm not going to have time to do this in in the second uh, podcast. I have some other quotes I want to read, but this applies so well to what you're saying. The reality is most married couples don't love to communicate or resolve conflict. We're not good at it. It's rarely modeled well, and it takes so much time and effort to do it with success. Our selfish desires get in the way, and most of the time we are radically different from our spouse in the ways we prefer to communicate and resolve disagreements. All our lives, we're taught to win, defend, and prove our point. That is Scott Kodersha from Ready or Not. And Scott, I love that quote. And I I think it really sums up what you accomplish with your book and your ministry, letting people know there are better ways to communicate. You went into a lot more depth than that in the book that is for people who are not even married yet but I got to tell you I loved it I mean I think if it's a book for people who are married some stuff that you might not be doing right now so I I just love I love what you wrote of course I would 12 conversations that's just right up my alley I love the questions that you ask so we have a minute left I'm going to give people the best way to find Scott you probably have your own website I'm looking at it scottkadersha.com or you can find him at harriscreek.org um kadersha i want to spell that for our listeners k-e-d-e-r-s-h-a and you can also i'll put all this in a blog and you can find it at kathy craffy k-r-a-f as in frank v as in victor e as in edward.com where we speak truth with a texas twang i'm Thankful Scott has been with us today. I'm really thankful that you decided to listen in. We love you. Keep coming back. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week.